Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSIN. Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, alongside Mike Pritchard, filling in for Michael Lombardi. Pritchard, of course, played nearly a decade in the NFL. National champion for the Colorado Buffs in the early 90s as well. First round pick for the Atlanta Falcons. Pritch, good to be with you again, man. Femi, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Um, I had some obligations earlier in the week, so Michael Lombardi was kind enough to kind of switch days here. So uh, great to be with you, as always, on, on the Lombardi line. Yeah, no, we have a jam-packed show over yes. these next two hours. Let's set the table with the guests that we'll have coming up here. Starting in 45 minutes, Kurt Helen, lead NBA writer at NBC Sports. A lot going on in the association, including the 25-game suspension for Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant. We'll get into that just shortly here. One hour from right now, Hall of Fame odds maker from the South Point Hotel and Casino, Vinny Maiulo, will join us to give us the skinny on what happened behind the window with the Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup and, of course, the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA title. Then 90 minutes from right now, one thirty. Eastern, 10.30 Pacific. Michael Calabrese of the Action Network will help us set the table for college football. Remember that, Pritch? I college do. football. <laughs> it's coming up here before you know it. We're going to start to set the table early on here in the summer to try to maybe get ahead of the market here coming up at 1.30 Eastern, 10.30 Pacific. But first, Pritch, we got to start off with the breaking news out of the NBA. Broke about an hour ago. The NBA is suspending Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant 25 games. Now, Adam Silver put out the quote. This, of course, from the situation that happened mm -hmm. in early May, about a month ago or so, John Morant seen on Instagram Live wielding a firearm quickly to be the camera to be taken away. But John Morant now has been suspended 25 games. Adam Silver's quote is as follows. John Morant's decision to once again wield a firearm on social media is alarming and disconcerting given his similar conduct in March for which he was already suspended eight games. The potential for other young people to emulate Jaws' conduct is particularly concerning. Under these circumstances, we believe a suspension of 25 games is appropriate and makes clear that engaging in reckless and irresponsible behavior with guns will not be tolerated. That is Commissioner Adam Silver. Pritch, your reaction to the 25-game suspension for John Morant? Well, first of all, I think some people thought um, it could be more, um, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the situation and the investigation, what that was going to reveal. I, I think it's 
adequate, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, John Morant, um, this is a violation of the NBA policy. This is a behavioral issue, too. Uh, but it was something that he didn't fix himself, even after being warned uh, about it. So he, he had to get, get suspended, and, and rightly so. And I think it's appropriate, like I mentioned. Now, I'm trying to come up with an analogy because as a professional athlete, um, I'm trying to bring everybody into the into the lifestyle, I guess, mm -hmm. or, or to the influences or potential influences. It's like, you know, you, you drive that, or any car, not a brand new car, just take any car. Um, and, and typically you're looking for that smooth road, right? Yep. You're looking for a nice little ride out in the country, wherever you are, wherever you live, or you just need to go to the grocery store or whatever. You just want that road to be smooth. Uh, but in reality, for a professional athlete, there's potholes everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Mm. And you are ducking and diving and trying to avoid those potholes throughout your career. Because think about it, Femi, you're going to be pulled, you're going to be tried to be influenced, people are going to try to get next to you, people are going to try to do stuff for you or to do stuff against you. Uh, throughout your entirety as a professional athlete, it doesn't matter. People that you thought you were close to, uh, they have a different agenda now. Mm. Uh, so jaw, and I'm not making excuses for him. It happens to every professional athlete out there on a different level. I think when you're high profile, it happens to you more and more. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to avoid those potholes. So you, you do have to be evas uh, evasive if you can uh, and certainly look for that smooth road uh, if you can find it. Uh, so hopefully this suspension here, these 25 games, is going to force Jaw to find that smooth road uh, and avoid that one with all those potholes in it because you find another pothole, then that suspension turns into 50 games or maybe a season. So uh, I'm glad nobody got hurt. We're all happy for that. Uh, Jaw, big lesson, though, that, that he's learned right now. But it's interesting that you're – that you've said that because I feel like we had this conversation the first time mm, <laughs> when he got right, suspended, when right. he was suspended eight games and he went away and like, I think he went to like a rehab rehabilitation program mm -hmm. and everything. And obviously his mental health, which yeah. is a serious matter, but yeah. like we had this conversation in March when the first time he got suspended those eight games and then he did it again. Yeah. Which is why I, I ask you this question. Are, are you surprised that it's 25 games? Cause I was shocked. Like honestly, when, like, when they put it out there that, Hey, we're going to release the punishment after the NBA finals, like, uh Oh, this must be massive. They don't want this to take over the coverage of the finals. So they're going to put it off till the end mm -hmm. of the season. I was thinking maybe this is a half a season. Maybe it's 50. Maybe it's the whole season. Like if he'd been suspended 82 games, I'd have been like, all right. You like, wouldn't have been I, shocked I, by I, I wouldn't have been shocked. Right, right. I, no. been shocked. I, I thought everything was on the table. 25, though, I am a little surprised that it's only 25. Well, yeah, I mean, some people might be. You're right. But I, I think from an investigative st standpoint, uh, you know, you look at the background, you look at Ja, who he is as a person, and, okay, is he getting help? Uh, is mm -hmm. he going to have some tools to where he can make better decisions? I, I think you factor all that in there. Now, if Ja Morant was on his own page and, and didn't care about trying to find that smooth road, I think the investigation would have revealed that, and perhaps they would have got uh, a longer suspension. But he has a chance, again, to, to find that smooth road. It's, it's like, okay, he did it once, and then he did it again, right? Like, I mean, how many times have you come up to a stop sign, and you know you have to stop, <laughs> but you roll through that thing, right? <laughs> Nobody's coming. I can just roll yep. through that. <laughs> See, it's that kind of thing. It, it's called, it's called self-integrity. It really is, or, or mm. character. A lot of people kind of categorize it that way. Um, but as an athlete, you always have to work on that self-integrity or self-awareness. And uh, you always have to understand that there's potholes everywhere. I, I got to avoid those if I can. 
Um, but but no, I think Jaw has a chance. Now, you know, from a betting standpoint, uh, it's going to be interesting because I think Memphis, you know, and everybody, they're going through a transitional area, you know, mm -hmm. a younger team like that that had success early. Uh, and how are they going to start? How are they going to get out the gate? Uh, Jaw's going to come back right when the NBA is heating up anyway for this season. Yeah. No, it's 25 games. I think that puts them around that Christmas time, maybe just a little bit before Christmas since the season typically starts in mid-October. Mm -hmm. John Morant did release a statement, by the way. We'll get to the betting side of this in just yep. a little bit, but I want to put out Jaw's statement for what he said. He said, quote, I've had time to reflect and I realize how much hurt I've caused. I want to apologize to the NBA, the Grizzlies, my teammates, and the city of Memphis, to Adam Silver, Zach Kleiman, and Robert Perra, who gave me the opportunity to be a professional athlete and have supported me. I'm sorry for the harm I've done to the kids who look up to me. I'm sorry for failing you as a role model. I promise I'm going to be better to all of my sponsors. I'm going to be a better representation of our brands and to all of my fans. I'm going to make it up to you. I promise I'm spending the offseason and my suspension continuing to work on my own mental health and decision making. I'm also going to be training so that I'm ready to go when I can be back on the court. I know my teammates are going to hold it down and I'm so sorry I won't be out there with you at the beginning of the season. I hope you'll give me the chance to prove to you over time that I'm a better man than what I've been showing you. That mm. is the statement from John Moran that he put out there. I mean, like that statement, it reads well, it sounds good, but my thing, once again, is we did this in March. Huh. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we did this in March, and, and I want to give him the chance, because obviously he's incredibly young. What is he, like 23 years old, 24 yeah, years old, something like that? Like, like, yeah. I, that's You do stupid stuff at that age. However, other guys are that age, too, and they're not doing this. They're not putting right. the guns on Instagram Live and all that stuff. Like, clearly... He's got to get help, and hopefully he takes this thing seriously because the mental health stuff, we heard that in March, and then in May, he's once again on Instagram Live mm -hmm. toting guns and stuff. It's like, come on, you just got to get it together, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, he's got a chance, and, and that statement, I mean, that, that spoke volumes to me in terms of understanding that it's a privilege and not a right, you know, certainly, and that's what the league wants to enforce, and that goes for the NHL, goes for the NFL, it goes for Major mm -hmm. League Baseball. Uh, it, it, understanding that, you know, the platform that you on uh, are, are on is, is a high profile one. Um, and, and there's a lot at stake. And so uh, you're right. I mean, I, I think Jaw has a chance to um, avoid that life, man. Avoid that mm -hmm. fast lane uh, because it comes at you. I mean, like I said before, there's so many influences and you have to make sound decisions and you have to be aware at every moment. So uh, hopefully uh, the help that he's going to get and, and this straight the statement that he released uh is is heartwarming and, and and felt heartfelt that way and uh he's gonna hold true to that uh integrity that self-integrity that is so vital for anybody adam silver also put out that quote prior to his return to play john morant will be required to formulate and fulfill a program with the league that directly addresses the circumstances that led to him to repeat this destructive behavior. So mm. it's not just going to be 25 games and you're automatically huh. ready to go. Like like we see in the NFL, right. oftentimes guys have to kind of apply for reinstatement mm -hmm. to the league whenever they're facing a suspension. So there'll be some sort of a check and balance before Jock can get back onto the court. The question I have to you as we wrap things up here on this segment, here yep. we'll continue the conversation coming up in the next segment. If you're one of John Moran's teammates, how are you feeling? And what do you say to John Moran right now? Because you've been in the locker room yeah. before. I don't know if you've had this situation where star players being suspended or anything like that, but what are those guys in the locker room thinking? Yeah, you're going to rally behind them. I mean, that's your brother. I mean, that, that's the guy that, you, you know, you're going to win a championship with someday. Uh, certainly you got that belief. And, you know, from a squad standpoint, they've done okay without Jaw, yeah. you know, whether it's injury or, or missing games for whatever reason. So, uh, first of all, you got to band together as a locker room. You, you always have to have that, that strength. And, uh, that character, like we were just talking about here on the segment, 
but no, you're going to rally behind him. You're going to support him. You, you know that he's probably going through something uh, that he's, he's going to need more friends or more like-minded individuals than, than those potholes that, that I've been talking mm -hmm. about. So, uh, no, I, I fully expect his teammates to kind of rally behind him right now. Yeah, no, I would, that would be my guess as yeah. well. He's the face of that franchise, right. and he should be one of the faces of the NBA. I know. You know, like, like he plays such an exciting brand of basketball. Mm -hmm. They're an exciting young team that's kind of been ascending here into the conversation of the Western Conference. And for this to kind of continue to come up and derail what should yeah. be one of the faces of the league, it's yeah. kind of disappointing. So yeah. hopefully John Rant gets everything in order. Obviously, we're all rooting for him to go ahead and, and get – just get back on the straight and narrow, you know, and, and sure. avoid those potholes. As avoid them. Says. I'm telling you, they're everywhere. <laughs> the the landmines are out there. <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah, I, was say, I mean, and first round pick in Atlanta. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of potholes Ooh, in Atlanta. <laughs> different forms, too. I, like I said, I, there's some people that can surprise you and shock you. Say, well, hold up. Wait a minute. I, I thought you had my back. No, 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 completely different. Now they move differently. We'll talk about the betting <laughs> ramifications of John Moran's suspension on the other side. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host Timmy Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public's opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com.
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard filling in for Michael Lombardi. Coming up in about 15 minutes, Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer over at NBC Sports, will join us to break down all things association. And we have a very, very busy offseason ahead of us in the NBA. So we'll get Kurt Heelan's thoughts on that coming up here shortly. But while we have some time here, Pritch, we mm-hmm. want to play a little game because our producer, Elliot Bowman, likes to put these games together. And I love them. Because it makes us think about these storylines in a little bit different ways. And it is a game called News or Noise okay. with NFL headlines as <laughs> minicamp has concluded. We're now on to summer vacation for about five, six weeks, and then we're back to do it for real coming up in July. But the first storyline was from earlier this week as it pertains to Stefan Diggs, all-pro wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Mm. And I wanted to start with this one because, Pritch, you played wide receiver nearly a decade in the NFL, first-round pick for the Atlanta Falcons. You understand what it's like to be a life as a wide receiver one in the National Football League. <laughs> and the noise of Stefan Diggs not being at Bills minicamp, then the next day showing up, but Sean McDermott initially said that he was concerned. Now it's like we talked to him, so he had an excused absence. Mm-hmm. Is this news or noise with the Buffalo Bills and Stefan Diggs in that this is just an in-house situation that they'll be able to correct before training camp gets underway josh allen saying that he is part to partly to blame too <laughs> yeah, everyone's taking blame yeah how about <laughs> this is noisy news how about that <laughs> i love yeah. it that, does that count for yeah. elliot does that, count? Does that, that? work <laughs> noisy news <laughs> noisy uh news. no this is news i mean you know <laughs> stefan diggs man you know his brief career so far not brief but short career he's got he's got many more years to go um has been noisy mm. you know forcing his way out of minnesota Found a place in Buffalo, become becomes a, a fabric of that franchise. A, a very, very solid player, very consistent player, very good player. It's not about money, you know. This is attitude. This is um, this is something else. This is this is some friction in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they need to they need to find out what it is, and they need to fix it. They need to finally get that to rest. They lay it to rest. So whoever is to blame, um, uh, be the adult in the room uh, and become united again like like they were uh, with with hamlin right yeah. uh from an emotional standpoint and and that that's something that's tragic and that's something i think as humans what we're, we're naturally going to do but now you got egos and now you're a professional athlete you got other stuff involved whatever is rubbing you the wrong way whatever is bothering you right now fix that thing uh because you know buffalo's too good i'm on record now though and i have been all off season that i think this team is is ripe for regression mm. uh, i think they've hit a ceiling of what they want to do but they're trying to do more of the same um they added a pass catching tight end to an offense that lacks physicality so and then defensively they're getting older and and now they're without frazier as well too so i think mcdermott has his hands full mm-hmm. and, and this does not help mcdermott as he needs to kind of take over and assert himself in that locker room yeah i think mcdermott's hands are full with putting the defense together. Right. Like you mentioned Leslie Frazier mm-hmm. taking the leave of absence and leaving the team this offseason. Now he's got to worry about his star wide receiver. I'm telling you. <laughs> like it's, I don't want to call him a malcontent, but we're, <laughs> we're, we're getting in that direction. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's what we're headed towards with Stefan Diggs. And I think it's, it's really interesting because the last image that we saw of Stefan Diggs was that playoff game against mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Bengals are just absolutely whooping him all over the field. And Diggs is like shouting at Josh Allen on the sidelines right. and being like, his hands are up. And you see the snowflakes coming down. Like, I don't know what he was said. Maybe he was trying to motivate him. It's hard mm-hmm. to kind of tell because we obviously can't hear the audio. We can just see the image. But this is just, it feels like there's something going on here with Diggs. Like, you follow that right. up with now this thing at minicamp. And we're just, hey, we all just kind of needed a break from each other. Yeah. Essentially, is what McDermott was saying. A break from what? 
Like, you know, this is just mini camp. What's going to happen in training camp when you guys are out there day after day after day? Are you going to need a break then? Because well, then that's a problem. It speaks towards the pressure on the situation that, that they need to fix, they need to solve. And, you know, shouting up your quarterback, and, and certainly a quarterback like Josh Allen. Like, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> you need to stop that. Uh, it's a big right, guy to shout right, at. Right, exactly. I mean, uh, not only that, but uh, he's one of those players too. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. a, he's, a, he's a really good player. But I, I think uh, when you have – you know, this is the stigma that receivers get, you know, the diva yep. uh, or whatever, or the attitude. How is that going to help the team? That that really isn't going to help the team. And that's why I'm speaking towards that locker room, keeping an eye on that as a better uh, and see if they can fix this thing or is this going to fester uh, and then grow uh, even into something else. So that's why I think it's newsworthy uh, into the season itself. Bill's win total is sitting at 10 and a half right now and obviously a really yeah. difficult division. Jets just acquired... Aaron Rodgers, the Dolphins have mm-hmm. added pieces as well. New England's always out there lurking as a team that you have to respect. Would you go under that win total, or would you go as far, because you're thinking that this team could be due for some regression, would you go as far as maybe to bet the 2-1 to one on them to miss the playoffs? Oh, I'd go under the win total. I mean, a lot can happen in terms of making a miss in the playoffs. Uh, I'm intrigued by that, though. Uh, a little juicy. It is juicy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, definitely the, the under. I mean, it, it could be the toughest division in all football next year, or yeah. this season, later on this year. Um, so you're looking at the AFC East. Uh, that, that's going to be a tough, tough, tough division. And then more of the same for Buffalo. They still want to throw the rock. They still want to do all this, spread you out. Uh, but when it comes down to crunch time, they can't be physical. Uh, and that, that right there, the league knows that. The league has caught up to Josh Allen. Uh, can Josh Allen be a different quarterback? Or is he still going to try to make plays with his legs and, and be the second leader rusher again mm-hmm. on that team? And then does, does he get hurt? I mean, so... Um, I think when, when the pulse or people understands what you're about uh, in terms of the league, now you have to change. And to me, it doesn't look like uh, Buffalo's changing at all this offseason. There's a lot of four-letter words that we can't say over these FCC airwaves, <laughs> but there's a four-letter word in football that you never want to be called, and that's soft. Oh, yeah. And, and I think at the second half of the NFL season last year, soft is a way you could have described the Buffalo mm. Bills. And mm-hmm. I think that goes to your point there that the physicality is not really there, and they didn't really do a ton to address that kind of – Banking on Von Miller to come back off of an, an ACL injury that's not the best plan. Right. Maybe Von Miller will come back from that injury, and hopefully he does. But, I mean, it's we saw the, the decline in the pass rush when he got hurt on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, and then we saw the decline on that offensive line all throughout the way of December and into the postseason as well. After Cincinnati was getting a ton of pressure on them in that snow game. The next story I want to hit, okay. also with a wide receiver. <laughs> some might call him a diva, some may not. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to interpretation. But the New England Patriots are reportedly, this is from The Athletic, quote, making a push for free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins visited New England earlier this week. He visited Tennessee about Sunday, Monday, with like a two-day visit in Nashville. Do you think that this is news or noise with maybe a potential reunion for DeAndre Hopkins and offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien? Yeah, no, I I think this is news. Uh, It's not so noisy. I I mean... Uh, I I, I want to say New England might have made a contract uh, proposal. I don't know. Mm. I mean, it could be rumors out there about that. But uh, no, you look at New England, and and now you got O'Brien coming back. One of the things that showed up and revealed itself is the nuances, right? Like go to Green Bay last year. I know they had Cobb, but but they didn't really have anybody in that wide receiver room for those pups. Mm-hmm. Uh, from an example standpoint. Um, you know, you got a new offense going up there, uh, or a offense going up there in New England now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a better way to phrase yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so I know you look at, you know, who they have as players on that roster, but they need an example 
of somebody who's familiar with that offense, and and certainly uh, D Hop is familiar, uh, and he would be the number one up there. Uh, I think if you have designs like D Hop probably does in his career right now to make the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. um, then okay, is New England that location? Is this quarterback, uh, or is, it, is this familiarity with this offense going to help you get there? Right? Can you be competitive? Can you have the best of all the worlds, like money? Uh, a chance to compete for a championship and then also help yourself with the Hall of Fame. I don't know if that's the case for all three, uh, for Hopkins up there in New England, but, uh, I mean, it, it's familiar. Uh, yeah. And certainly he would be the example for O'Brien as well in an offense. Michael Lombardi on the GM Shuffle podcast, which, oh, by the way, subscribe, rate, and review, get it wherever you get your podcast. He's talked about how he doesn't see the fit necessarily yeah. with New England and DeAndre Hopkins, not from a schematic standpoint, because like you said, there's the familiarity with Bill O'Brien, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't know if it kind of fits like from a philosophy standpoint and the stuff about DeAndre Hopkins, about practice habits and all mm-hmm. that stuff, if that fits the Patriot way and that Patriot culture. So I think as of right now, I would say it's still a little noisy, yeah. more noisy than newsy. Well, you know what's interesting, what's interesting about that, and, and I tend to agree with Michael a lot, but Randy Moss wasn't a Patriot Way guy. That either. is very fair. <laughs> that uh, is Randy very Ma- fair. Now, DeAndre is not Randy Moss. Yeah. I mean, you you make exceptions. Moss is for, a once-in-a-lifetime right, talent. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Brady Moss, okay, undefeated season, we get it, right? Yeah. Josh McDaniels, all that. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, the, the guys that are, aren't typically Patriot Way type of players, um, and I know a number of them that once they got up there, they became about the Patriot way, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a ton of players that were so different other places. They get up to New England, and they completely change who they are. Straight-laced. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they know what New England's about. So, uh, and that, that's a testament to uh, Bill Belichick, of course. Yeah, when you have an established culture, it's easy for guys to kind of fit in. Mm-hmm. It's like fit in or fit out. Right. <laughs> you right. know, that's right. Like, and we've seen some guys have to fit out the Albert Hainsworth, the Chad Ochocinco's of the world, but some other guys have been able to kind of get into that Patriot way. On the other side, Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer for NBC Sports, joins us next to break down the association. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a smarter sports better with a VSEN Pro subscription for a limited time. Sign up for just nine ninety nine and get full access to everything we do, including daily pro picks and all the summer action, like the NFL and college football futures, premium analysis from our top team of handicappers and industry experts, 24-7 video access, and pro tools like our exclusive betting split showing you where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. Don't miss out on our lowest intro price of the year. Visit vsun.com slash subscribe to sign up today. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abemfe alongside Mike Pritchard joining us now to continue the college football discussion. It's our buddy Michael Calabrese college football betting analyst over at the Action Network. Michael, we appreciate you taking the time with us this morning or afternoon, depending on where you are. And we wanted to continue this because I was talking about Georgia in the last segment about how what's stopping Georgia from going undefeated this year. They're plus 110, plus 105 to go over their win total of 11 and a half. Would you ever bet the under on the Bulldogs to lose a game in this regular season? Because the schedule looks pretty favorable as far as I'm concerned. That's a nice way of putting it. Um, I spent the second half of the national title game against TCU looking through their schedule, and I tweeted at the time that there's some 6A high school teams in Texas that have more difficult slates in 2023 than the Bulldogs. I mean, realistically, the best you can look at is the end of September. They go to the Plains and play Auburn, a team that did just about as well outside of Colorado in the transfer portal of any school in the entire country. Do they put it together in Hugh Freeze year one? Maybe. 
Probably not, but that's the first scare that Georgia gets. And then you got to wait all the way to mid-November, taking on Ole Miss at home and then traveling to Neyland to take on Tennessee and what should be an electric atmosphere. But outside of that, I mean, you really got to squint looking at the schedule to pick out more than one loss. I think they probably go undefeated and head back to Atlanta for the SEC title game, carrying just an obscene winning streak at that point. <laughs> you know, Michael, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I think uh, models from a betting standpoint, models, and you, you look at schedules and you look at strength of schedule and all that, all that, uh, that kind of data. But uh, I'm curious with the transfer portal, though, and, and all this transition, I guess, free agency and college football, any other models, um, you know, developing or, or, or that, that you found to help you get an edge here? So one that I use, you know, to talk a little shop here from the Action Network is Colin Wilson puts together what he calls a TARP rating, and it combines returning production with transfer production. Because traditionally, you used to look at returning starts, returning yardage, you know, points, et cetera. But at this point, you really have to consider people who have experience playing at the FBS level coming over to your program. And because of that, there's a lot of teams this year that on paper would have been in flux let's call it five or six years ago, but now you can look at it as a strength. Colorado being chief among them in college football, basically turning over their entire roster. That's an extreme version, but a lot of schools, you'll get Wisconsin, they're re, you know, repositioning themselves as more of a spread offense in the Luke Fickle era and bringing in Phil Longo from North Carolina and also going out into the transfer portal and getting themselves a quarterback. So doing things like that used to be viewed as more desperation moves, but now you're positioning yourself well and you have to build your roster in this way. Outside of Clemson, just about everybody in the country is doing it. I'm happy to talk ACC and Dabo if, we're in, if we have time to get to it. <laughs> well, yeah. well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Well, uh, you, you mentioned how everyone's kind of been doing this. We saw last year with TCU. They were really involved in that transfer portal, and they took that jump that nobody expected, which had them on the doorstep of winning a national title. Now they got to the game, and it was never really close, but they at least got to the game and, and made a lot of noise there. You mentioned the ACC. You mentioned Clemson and everyone's friend Dabo Sweeney. Well, the favorites to win the ACC are the Florida State Seminoles, plus 175. However, the highest ticket percentage, the highest handle, and the biggest liability is the Clemson Tigers. Would you fade or follow those stats there, courtesy of BetMGM? I'm going to go ahead and fade Clemson here because historically, when you look at Clemson, they've just steamrolled through the ACC, let's call it the last six or seven years, but they have some potential landmines early in the season. They got to travel to Duke in the opener. This was a Duke team that was really, you know, a few good breaks away from winning 11 games last year. They return a quarterback in Riley Leonard that for my money could be the second best quarterback in the ACC this year. So when you pair that with having to travel on the road. It's a Super Bowl situation for Duke. That's not a great way to start your season. Then they also, you have to travel to Syracuse, a team that's given them trouble over the years. And when you look at late October, they traveled to Miami and NC State back to back. Mm. I understand that we are now divisionless in the ACC, so they have an opportunity. They don't have to perfectly thread the needle to get to the championship game. But I think there's an outside chance that you see a team like North Carolina or Duke potentially step over Clemson in year one of a new offensive coordinator. There's questions about their overall depth. And I think their defense is going to take a minor step back from super elite to just really good. So are they going to be good enough to carry an offense that still had growing pains at the end of last season? Yeah, Michael, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly on that. Okay, let's get to the most interesting school in all of college football <laughs> right now. And that's the Colorado, my Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, and uh, Coach Prime, and the Prime Effect, if you will. I mean, uh, the first games of the year are going to be on national TV, and the Buffs have not had one winning season, uh, well, I think, in the last decade. So, uh, obviously, it's all about uh, Coach Prime and what he's been able to do, and also taking advantage of year one and being able to turn over that complete roster. 
uh, Michael. And, and so the favorites, obviously, in the Pac-12 is SSC. I get that. Uh, but high, highest ticket percentage, Colorado. Highest handle, Colorado. Biggest liability to the books, Colorado, as well. Your thoughts uh, on CU uh, coming up uh, later this year? When bets like this, you know, hit the wire and you see how much the public is betting on one team, it's a reminder why the buildings are so big and shiny in Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> this is just free money for the casinos, basically. This is ridiculous. I think if they win six games, it'll be a phenomenal accomplishment for Coach Prime and his staff. And I think it'll be a springboard to one of the best recruiting classes Colorado's ever seen next year from the high school ranks because that's all people are looking for here. Is there progress? Are they able to show momentum in the program? I think if they win four games, that's a lot of progress. If they get to a bowl game, all you know, there's no cap on where this program can go. But I will say this for the Pac-12. USC offensively, I'm not sure they can get much better, but defensively, you look at what they did in the portal, Bear Alexander on the defensive line from Georgia. If they're able to go from a C-minus effort that we saw at the end of last year against Tulane and Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, if they're able to even get passable into that B-minus, B range defensively, they're going to be in the college football playoff. But from a value perspective, my eyes are trained up north in Corvallis on Oregon mm. State. At 10 to 1 in the market, this is a team that is the opposite of a public team. They're this sleepy town that people, you know, don't watch their games 1030 p.m. on CBS Sports Network and things like that. Jonathan Smith is a hell of a coach. And now he finally has a high end quarterback to potentially make it all worth. DJU, if you look back in his first few starts for Clemson, he showed all that potential. I think he was just in the wrong offensive system. And now you look at the best running back room west of the Mississippi, headlined by Damian Martinez. He doesn't have to carry the offense. He doesn't have to throw it 35 times. You're not going to see him in the goal line situations trying to pull his best Cam Newton impersonation. He can throw it 25 times, be an efficient game manager, and lead this team to double-digit wins, which in the Pac-12 with no divisions now as it relates to getting to the Pac-12 title game should be enough to get them to a championship matchup with USC. So I love their value at 10-1. to 1. Yeah, you know what, Michael? I mean, that, that's uh, a great uh, astute observation right there because I think, you know, we were talking about the SEC and kind of clowning them a little bit about how top-heavy they are. But, I mean, you can't make an argument that the, the Pac-12 will be more competitive within because of, the coaching, the quarterback situations, and certainly the transfer portal. I think that's absolutely true. And for my money, the interest from a public perspective, everyone's assuming that all eyes are going to be trained on the SEC. But we're looking for competitive matchups. You're looking for competitive storylines. Georgia should run away with the SEC East. The SEC West, in my opinion, is a two-horse race between Bama and LSU. But you look at the Pac-12 or you look at the Big 12. Mm. Big 12 arguably has seven or eight teams out of 14 that could you know, reasonably win that conference if everything goes right. You saw it last year with TCU winning so many low-scoring games. That's only going to be magnified by four new teams coming into the conference this year. And then my favorite division in all of college football, the Big Ten East. From a value perspective, the fact that Penn State can be found at plus 550, plus 600, depending on which state you're in, is ridiculous. Because on a, you know, apples-to-apples -apples talent comparison, they are right there with Michigan-Ohio State this year because of Aller, quarterback, and I think that's very exciting from a value investing perspective because you want to go ahead and put yourself in a spot where you don't, you know, have so much money tied in to Ohio State for four months only to get plus 180 back on your money. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to hit some bigger scores, and Penn State's one of them, at least on my card. Yeah, maybe Penn yeah. State to upset the Apple card in the Big Ten East and deny Michigan or Ohio State a chance to go to Indianapolis. Who do you like, Michael? We got about 45 seconds left. Who do you like to win the Big 12? 
Big 12, once again, from a value perspective, outside of Texas, I think Texas has everything offensively in place, whether it's Ewers or Manning off the bench or Murphy off the bench. Whoever's the QB, they have an embarrassment of riches at the wide receiver position and at tight end. But from a value perspective, I'm going to Lubbock. Texas Tech offensively, mm. if they can keep Shuck healthy, is going to be so dynamic offensively. One of the most underrated home field advantages in all of college football. Jones AT&T Stadium is going to be roaring in week two against Oregon. If they beat them, look out for the Red Raiders putting it together this year and surprising everybody a la TCU last year in the Big 12. Mm. Wow, imagine that Texas Tech, which hasn't yeah. been relevant on the national sale since the late Mike Leach passed away and when he was the coach there way back in the early 2000s there. He is Michael Calabrese. Check out his work over at the Action Network. Awesome stuff with college football. Also college basketball as well, but we got to put that off to the side until a little bit November. But college football is coming up here pretty soon. Michael, we appreciate the time, man. Be well. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Wow. Likes Oregon yeah, State I know. or Vegas. You know what? There, there's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people quietly liking Oregon State, actually. Yeah. Not, not a lot. I mean, Michael, I think, um, brought it to light about underneath the surface in terms of how people are excited about Oregon State. Has been concerned about my Washington Huskies. They're a team that a lot of people like as a dark horse. Maybe not. Maybe it's the Beavers in Corvallis. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 